in one of the few times I'm glad I actually mowed my lawn the day before it was a heat wave. Yeah. Instead of during heat wave, which is usually when that, I mow my lawn. Gotta have that fancy gentleman money where he doesn't he has people do it for him. Yeah. I mean, just don't you have somebody for that? Now okay, so <laughs> this is uh Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh episode one hundred and ninety eight. I want there to be someone to mow my lawn. Uh, we're on the line here with Todd and our special guest. We'll get a proper introduction here momentarily. My brother, even, my brother Jim, is just like, I could mow the lawn. He doesn't have a huge lawn. Like, I, I have a much larger lawn than he does. But he's like, yeah, there's just a guy who comes and does it like once a week. But the problem is, uh, the folks around here are unreliable. Or okay. they charge too much money because they wheel up in, like, a big, big truck and they're pulling, like, a... I, I'm almost assuredly an illegal trailer full of all sorts of other lawn equipment that I'm sure they won't use. What, like a like a, like a a farming combine to do your yard? You ever see, like, those trailers where it's just, like, a metal grating bottom? Yep. I have one of those, yep. Okay, so they'll have the, they have their lawnmower on there. Then they have another lawnmower on there. Then they have a weed whacker and then all this other accoutrement stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you're just carrying that stuff around to make it look like you do a lot of work. I've seen the work that you do. And I would gladly give the guy the money to do it. But uh, I don't like being shamed into having to do it, as mm. a person in my house does. Shame See, me I to do it. All my money goes towards other things. Spectrox and art is what, where all my money goes to. But, Adam, you have someone, you pay someone to mow your lawn? Yeah, I have a giant incline in the back of my yard that would kill a lesser man. <laughs> uh, so I do have those guys that comes in with a giant, uh, like, shearing, like, farm equipment. Uh, takes them, like, ten minutes to do it. And if I pushed a lawnmower, I would have my own art attack. So it does not work out well. Now, I've seen you before. You look like a strapping young man of some sort of... Uh... I'm country strong. Right, see? You, you look like a slender reed. <laughs> That's a reference for people who listened to uh, last week's episode. Hudson Hawkins. But yeah, it's not, it is not uh, something that I enjoy doing, so I just throw money at the problem. You know. That's my thought process, but again, it's not the house's thought process. That's right. You're you're on the bottom of the food chain oh, after April and Asa. It. I somehow am like sixth in a house of three people, but <laughs> the cat. Cat, a neighbor can person. Of, a can of soup. <laughs> it's like gets more clout than Joe does in the house. Yeah. But it is what it is. Maybe next year, because the season's almost over. It's starting to get a little bit cooler. It'll be snowing here in the northeastern area any day now, so I won't have to worry about that. Right. Now, do you have someone who uh, does your walks for you there, Adam? Uh, no. You know what? I still go out there just to keep, uh, you know, got to keep body in shape, so do some shoveling, and uh, uh, that's on me. I do the, the shoveling and light maintenance. That's about it. And just so you know, Adam's house is so fancy. <laughs> that it has an upper parking area and a lower, and that tell them that's true, isn't it, Adam? It, it, yes, I have. Uh, I have a long driveway going down to my garage, which is pretty much abandoned in the winter time because that's too much to shovel. Uh, and then I have a top parking lot and the street parking lot, and I basically just shovel out enough that I can drive my car if I rock it back and forth a little bit, just <laughs> up over the snow, just to get to the street, and I'm gone. So, and uh, yeah, that's about it. 
And don't you have a fancier car to be messing around with the snow like that? It's not like you have a big truck or something, right? I have a vehicle that I owe business driving in the wintertime. It's a rear-wheel drive sports car, so uh, it's really a normal person would garage keep that and drive something more sensible. But I'm friends with Todd, so I don't have much sense to start. So <laughs> That is true. I do drag people down. So I guess at this point, a proper introduction is due. Uh, joining us now, what are, other than Adam, are we just going to call you Adam? Are you going to have a last name? Or are we going to keep that a secret? <laughs> uh, you can say Adam Van. That's fine. It's time that the fancy gentleman is repackaged. So. Oh, <laughs> new gimmick. <laughs> it's time for a, fr- a fresh coat of paint for the fancy gentleman. Yep, yep. yep. I think that gimmick has run its course, so might break it out as a nostalgic every once in a while, but uh, we're going with Adam Van now on. It's a pop like the house shows or something, you know, yeah. off-camera, dark matches. I don't yeah. know, a Stan Malibu Fancy Gentleman 2-pack would be one of the greatest things ever, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I just want to be able to do, like, the many faces of Foley. I want to have different gimmicks that I can merchandise down the road, so... So much wrestling already. <laughs> well, that's I'm what, doing this for you. That's what this is for. Um, so we've mentioned Adam before on the show as a listener, as a friend of ours, the fancy gentleman, etc. For whatever reason, he's come many a times. Uh, on the comic book side of thing, he's, I think, the only fan of Azrael that exists. I, I might be. Yeah, that's pretty that's right. much true. And we always, I've always busted his ass that we said he's the guy who likes Azrael when he was into the hundred, like almost a hundred shoes when he was getting beat up by young street toughs because he'd become so worthless. <laughs> uh, he it was the calm before the storm. They're just basically they want to tear him down to build him back up. That's all. And then they kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and I do have Todd uh, a piece of art that shows that he was in fact killed in my uh, what's the blackest night. Page. You have a Black Lantern page, uh, Black yeah. uh, Black Lantern Azrael, which as soon as I saw it, sent it right off, and I believe the the cussing started shortly after. <laughs> I had said, uh, I was like, Todd, I need something of this. I need a statue. I need a figure. And you're like, how about original art? And I'm like, damn you. I I am called the enabler in yes. certain scenarios. <laughs> Yeah, so I am probably one of the only Azrael fans out there, so uh, it keeps the prices of art down because there's nobody else bidding against me, so it works out well. Right, it's good when you like a shitty character that nobody else likes. Let's call it underrated character, all right? Let's not go so far. Now, see, this is um, one of the other shows in the network uh, talks about the Marvel Puzzle Quest game, and for the better part of the last 160 episodes that they've done, they just did episode 164 this past week, Craig, one of the three hosts, has pleaded that they put Dazzler in the game. And no one ever thought that it would happen. And it was just officially announced this week that, like, old school disco Dazzler is being introduced into the game. So, Waiting for that Lady Gaga movie, Dazzler. I would kill for that. Mm-hmm. They've officially run out of characters, so is what you're saying. No, they'll never run out of characters. As long as you could reskin or repurpose a Wolverine or a Spider-Man, you could never run out of characters in the world of comic books. You got a glowy uh, heat clause that Wolverine has. That's the next one. Uh, Eventually, I'm sure we'll get them. I'm me the 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 Mort type character that I'm waiting for. You know, you got your Mort type characters in the game. They have like a Howard the Duck. They got a Devil Dinosaur. You know, characters like that. My Mort character that I want in the game is Spider-Ham. <laughs> Peter, Peter Porker? Spider-Ham? Mm-hmm. Oh, with all the great characters that were around him, like Captain, 
Captain America or Captain America and Doctor <laughs> Doom. These are the uh, that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> like those are the laziest puns of all. Like at least your puns, while not funny or make a lick of sense most of the time, at least like you put an a, a modicum of thought into them. Listen, and I cracked Adam up when I told him this one. My favorite pun of any animal, super animal character, is in when Captain Carrot met the just just a lot of animals, and one of the villains that they talked about was Brainy Yak. Fantastic, <laughs> Brainy Yak is one of the greatest things ever created. That is pretty good. I'll give you that. <laughs> So that's DC working harder than Marvel is. Marvel is like, I don't know, Dr. Uh, I don't know, what's an animal that begins with E? Dog? Doc? <laughs> uh, we're done. Good day of work, guys. <sighs> we really earned these paychecks in 1985 or whenever the hell those comics came out. Good stuff. Yeah. So we've talked about it on here. We're, we're on here to introduce Adam to the listenership because... Very soon, Adam and I are going to be doing a professional wrestling podcast. Um, the podcast, listen to the sigh from Todd. That's a sigh <laughs> of excitement. It is. First of all, because it's going to be an amateur professional wrestling podcast. And two, it gets that shit out of here. No, oh, it, it, one of two things are going to happen. Either it's going to eliminate all wrestling talk from Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark. Or it's just going to be yet another outlet for me to continue doing it. It's another outlet because you're still going to talk about it at the shop and at work and at home. I I don't bring it up at the shop. Dave is usually the one who antagonizes me and brings it up. Or you. You usually walk in and you're like, hey, everybody, I'm I'm a wrestling impersonator. That's what you do. (laughs) Happens all the time. Plus, you're still going to have to deal with, like, the once-a-year crossover episodes like the CW does, where it's just one big podcast that crosses over. You know, Todd's going to have to come on the wrestling show. It's going to be a big to-do. We actually tried that once before. Was it once or twice where we had, like, as many people as we could jam on the episode to talk about the illegally leaked pilot of the Supergirl show? Yes, and it was absolute podcasting magic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. I, I actually think when there's too many people, it, you, you can't do it. Yeah, a- anything more than three. Like, three is the perfect number. Two is good. Three is good. One to four, like, unless yeah. you're all in the same room together. You're but, just tripping over each other. Yeah, but even that, like, once you're four and up, and even if you're in the same room together, it could be disastrous. The nerd herd years ago did it flawlessly. <laughs> you mean the podcast that basically made it so I didn't listen to podcasts anymore? Yep, pretty much that. <laughs> Does the nerd herd still exist somewhere? No, we've checked it like 58 times. Hmm. There's a thing called Nerd Herd Gifts and Games in Gettysburg. I think that's where it is. We okay. sent them all down to Gettysburg. Gotcha. They have the dress, so we sent it there to Gettysburg address. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, Todd's just gonna keep popping. All right, I'll let Joe talk now. I'm done. So how how did how did we get to this point? How did we become to be doing a wrestling podcast here in the near future, Adam? How did this begin? Remind me and the listeners. Yes, um, I honestly think that I just antagonized you guys through Twitter long enough that you were just like, if this will shut them up, uh, let's make a show, and. Uh, you basically, out of the blue, a couple months ago, was you tweeted me, uh, when we potting, bro? 
So that was the start of it. Um, and we've been going back and forth through email just uh, a little bit here and there over the last month or so, uh, including when I was in Vegas and I sent you a soliloquy. Oh, boy. <laughs> of, uh, like, my wrestling uh, background, which we share a lot of uh, commonality with. And uh, it just kind of went from there. It was uh, a slow burn to where we are today. Mm-hmm. And In it's all gonna, honesty, I was the one who got the ball rolling. Let's be really honest. <laughs> well, again, Todd is the, what you call yourself, the agonizer, the energizer? The enabler. The I'm, enabler. I'm, the bridge. I'm the bridge between Adam and Joe. And as it was going on, you were talking to me about wrestling. Adam's trying to get me into wrestling. And I actually went back and forth and said, like, you know, Joe entertains me with wrestling stories. Because I will admit, when you're at the shop, you know how to tell a story that will keep me engaged. I try. But... Right, you do. You, you're you're, a, you're literally one of the three guys or four guys in this world that make me laugh. I have a short list. Joe's on it. Um, it's me, tell me a good- Geechee Guy, and Dane Ooh. Cook. Yes. <laughs> but, and then Adam, Adam's the one where you try to, where, where Joe tries to get me, pronouns pal, I want to make sure I don't mess that up. Joe, Joe will try to get me to talk something, but he doesn't know how. Where when I'm at Adam's house watching certain shows like Preacher or Westworld, name dropping, um, he'll be like, "Hey, when it's you know when it's over, could I interest you in a man in a bear suit?" <laughs> and he'll just like lay it out there, and I'm like, "Could be, I could be interested." And then so I was like, "If the two of you got together, you would you probably could get me into wrestling." But then I was like, "What would be better is if you two went back and forth." you know, over certain things on a wrestling podcast. And in all honesty, I know I, I'm joking around. I think really that was a bit of like how it all started, to tell you the truth. And after all, who doesn't love a business bear? Okay. I mean. <laughs> so let's get into this. All right. Because we're going we're gonna to discuss here on After Dark this week, and I'll kind of explain how everything is going to go to the listeners. Uh, with After Dark and uh, at odds with wrestling and all that sort of stuff. So, I don't Love. like the. I think Todd <laughs> likes the business bear more just because he thinks it'll make me upset. Nope. Okay. No, he'd never do that. Right. That's not Todd's mo. Just to kind of <laughs> do something just to needle someone. No. Um, my whole thing with the business bear is now. I will say this. I I am I do I'm not an avid watcher of Ring of Honor television. I am not, and and I will never be in a million years, a watcher of being the elite. Now, It'll be interesting when we get into our discussion of the All In podcast or a pay per view from this past week. Um, so I don't know if there's some sort of like th- different ulterior motive to Bernard the Business Bear, but just to me, doesn't feel like that sort of character fits. Cody, who is supposed to be a serious world title contender. But Bernard is all business, so that makes perfect sense. But it doesn't, because it's a <laughs> giant cartoon, like, mascot character. And, wearing a tie. Okay, but that, it doesn't matter if he's wearing a tie or if he's all business or however you paint it. <laughs> to me, that is like a mid-card, low-card comedy gimmick, and when you put it with what's supposed to be your main event attraction... It doesn't elevate Bernard. It kind of makes me not take whatever they're doing with Cody seriously because here's this giant mascot character. Now, I do understand the irony 
me being if affiliated with Chikara for the better part of these last <laughs> 13 years, but at no point was Dragon Dragon or CP Monk or Colt Cabunny ever contending for the title of Chikara. But Business Bear isn't contending for the title. No, he's accompanying the guy to the ring who's contending for the title. And I think the people running all in, namely Cody and uh, those who shall not be named. No, you get the uh, Young Bucks on here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think Cody and the Young Bucks kind of uh, saw it your way, the way you're explaining it, because if you watched all in yet, uh, Cody did not come out with the business bear, which was the biggest disappointment <laughs> of the pay-per-view. Now, okay. Now, I'll, I'll get back to that, because I was going to say, if Bernard the business bear was as big as a thing as Todd likes to think that it is, <laughs> then he would have been with Cody at all in. Obviously, he wasn't. Um, and the, but my, Okay, so my whole thing about Bernard the business bear, take whatever my thought about it on, on the side is. I understand there was a point in time where... Bernard's coming down to the ring. Bernard on wasn't Bernard originally the drug-free bear before he became a business bear? I think there's another bear which I don't know the name of. I've okay. seen photographs of two different distinct bears. I do not know who the other one is. <laughs> okay. So I'm all for because even, you know, his father, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, would do a gimmick. For, you know, back in the day it was the house shows and so on and so forth. He would do his promos on TV and he would say, this weekend at the Omni, I'm bringing my gorilla with me. And he would have a guy in a cage, which was just a cheesy, like, set of bar that was set up with no top or no sides. It was just the way that it was shot. And a guy in a gorilla costume, right? And then at the show, you would have to go and see what happens with the gorilla, and it would typically unmask. It would be like a surprise return or somebody that they thought had been run out of the thing or whatever it was. But with the Bears, with Cody, <laughs> I, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it at one time the mask came off, it was revealed to be Kenny, and this was when there was strife between Kenny Omega and Cody, correct? Yeah, there was a time, I guess, building up to the last big uh, U.S. uh New Japan show where the Bullet Club was kind of fractured amongst Team Cody and Team Kenny, and they did reveal that uh, underneath the mask that one time Bernard was Kenny Omega, but uh, I think that has been retconned since then. Now see that, and now my my old school wrestling brain says you have the reveal come off as Kenny. It's been Kenny the whole time under the hood. Kenny picks spot, revealed it. Gets his comeuppance on Cody, no more bear. But the problem is, does the reveal, gets his comeuppance on Cody, and then a week later the bear's back, just as a different guy. So I'm just like, uh, you know what I mean? It, it flies in the conventions of professional wrestling. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted a payoff on the Bernard the Business Bear, like but, a fina final payoff, But we right? did. We got, the yeah. we got the final payoff. It's revealed <laughs> you to be Kenny Omega. And yeah. then a week later, it's just like, hey, remember when it was Kenny Omega? Well, we just got another guy to be the bear. You know, like that still happened. Like the bear was still revealed to be Kenny Omega last week. But now this week, same bear, different guy in the costume. And we're just going to keep moving on. It'd be like, here's the end of the movie. You get your resolution. But remember that end of the movie? We're just going to kind of just keep playing with it as the movie goes on for another 20 minutes. Even though we got or, a definitive ending to this plot thread. Or, or... They realize that Bernard the Business Bear was bank. 
and decided to go with it because now we're going to have Business Bear t-shirts and Business Bear action figures and Business Bear Funko Pops. So in all honesty, I... I don't understand a lot of the times the shit that you talk about, Joe, like, right. cause like with the wrestling, this is the way it is in wrestling. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, you, you end it and you move on. I'm like, no, like if it, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. If it'll make you money, keep going with it. If the people like it, as like we discussed with ECW, everybody was against ECW. If fans like it, do it. Well, first that's of all, Todd, don't say anything ridiculous that people were against ECW. What? <laughs> Because as, as we discussed here previously, it was Vince McMahon who taught the fans to chant ECW when people go through a table. That is true. But I know Bradshaw was against them. Right. I saw him at a drunken show once. So. Allegedly drunk. Allegedly. Right. You don't know what was in that bottle of beer. It could have but been... But I know he bought a ticket because he kept flicking it as he was going up the steps. That's right. Him and Eric Bischoff on alternating balconies. Yes. But so what? I, and, I, and I'm with you. Listen, make money. Okay, these guys are experts on making money, merchandising the things, and so on and so forth. But eventually, you can only get so much blood from the turnip before it's just a turnip, and there's no more blood to squeeze out of that. And I'm not saying that Bernard the Business Bear is like, well, this is the dumbest idea. Make all the Bernard the Business Bear shirts you want, toys, Funko Pops, and everything else like that. That's great. But in the wrestling, you could still have that closure to the angle... And you could have Bernard the Business Bear, you know, the reveal, you have Bernard go away three months later, six months later, then Bernard comes back. You made the people, how can, how can I miss you if you don't go away? You now pop the house again, you have the end of the Bernard storyline three months, six months later, Bernard comes back. I just think it was a week later was not enough time to really like, I guess have that thing that happened the week before with Kenny resonate. You know what I mean? I think you're trying to bring wrestling logic into it and Yes uh, you know like That's my thing. Have you watched WWE in the last ten years? Throw logic out the door. It's no. whatever sells t shirts. Now or makes Todd pop. Sorry. <laughs> we uh I, I always say there's been uh there was an issue of the Justice League, JLA when Grant Morrison was writing it. It's something that I've brought before on the show. I don't know if either one of you have read this. It was the um, second story arc where it was Lex Luthor trying to get, like, the Warlagog thing, and the key was involved, and he got his Injustice League people together. And to figure out the way that Luthor was having this done was he was having the Joker put the plans together. So to figure out what was going on, the Martian Manhunter shapeshifted his brain to be like that of the Joker so he could think like the Joker and figure out what the plan was, right? Mm-hmm. Back before Grant Morrison was a complete lunatic. This was just like a smattering of a lunatic. There are times where I could shift my brain to be like that of Vince's, and then I watch the World Wrestling Entertainment Television product, and it makes sense. <laughs> but those days are far and few between. It's when you're eating your steak and ketchup wrap. Ugh, I love it. <laughs> Crash a car, just leave it on the side of the road, get a new one. <laughs> I will say that one of the highlights of whenever Todd comes over for Preacher or for, uh, you know, whatever, soon to be Sharknado. We're going to be watching Sharknado in the next couple weeks. Right. Uh, we've been putting that off. But when I put Ring of Honor on 
and I see Cody coming out, and I can look back at Todd and be like, oh, it's coming. Todd, you, you will never see his eyes light up like that watching wrestling again when the business player right. comes out. And what does he, he do, Todd? What what really get, triggers you? He comes out, and I'm not sure which order he does it, but he straightens the tie, <laughs> and then he gives a hearty handshake. And I'm like, you know what that says? All business. All business. <laughs> Uh, no business. So the, the only thing I like more is counting super kicks in a match. <laughs> yes, we do place an over on super kicks in Bucks matches, and we do have rules in place <laughs> because. All right, so since he asked, all right, whenever it's the Bucks wrestling, if they are wrestling with, uh, like, let's say it's a six man uh, tag match with like Hangman Page or Cody, something like that. Um, anytime there's like a three way super kick, it counts as one super kick. Which I and think all, is ridiculous. I, I'm no. with Todd. That's ridiculous. No, no, because it's it's technically like if all three people are kicking one guy in the face, that's one guy getting super kicked. So we'll place an over under, but we do have rules, and both times we've played this, the under have come in. So I feel like there no, is we pushed on the second one. We pushed. All right, on the we second. pushed, but it didn't go over. Mm-hmm. But I think like we had like a, the six man tag match on Ring of Honor this past week where uh, uh, Cody and the Bucks. Won the tag uh, tag title. I forget what it was. The Six man tag. They call against it. the kingdom, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think it was. Uh, so, anyways, we had an over under of five. Was it seven? Seven. Okay. Then we pushed on seven. I feel like we, we pushed on seven because I told you you had Cody in the ring, so that makes it extra special. You got to get those <laughs> extra super kicks in. Yeah, but the problem with watching a wrestling match <laughs> with Todd, and he's that's why he's starting to laugh. Is any move is a super kick, right? You know, if it's a drop kick, super kick. If it's like an elbow to the head, super kick. That's all he does the entire time, which in typical Todd fashion starts off funny, get, becomes very unfunny, comes back to being funny again, and, and then kind of just goes through the but, uh Or yeah, becomes the best. Yes. No, it, it's not. But, yes, uh, he exaggerates with the super kicks. We have not gone over on any of the games we play. That's because I count I count super kicks individually. If three people throw a super kick at one time, you don't go that one kick. I see three feet hitting somebody. That's three kicks. Now I have a question. Yes, you have. Now I'm first of all I'm with Todd. If it's three people kicking one guy, that's three super kicks. Because what now? What if it was three people hitting three people with super kicks? Is that three super kicks? Well, the rules are a little fuzzy on this one. Right. Since it benefits me, I always count that as one super kick. <laughs> See, that's what it is. He's like, oh, then that's one super kick. And I'm like, no, that's three super kicks. So three people kicking one person is three super kicks. Three people kicking three people is three super kicks. Right. Now, what if it's one person who does a big, wide, sweeping, more Adam-style Savat super kick, and he gets three people at once? Is that we will have to cross that kick? bridge when we get to it. Yeah, I don't think that has come up. All right, this is very. We're in the early stages of this game. You know, it's still in like the old black and white era. You See, know, so you need to have Todd watch some old world class, the infamous Chris Adams versus the Great Kabuki feud. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> I don't know what a savant super kick is. Savant. So. Well, that before it was called a super kick, it was called the savant kick. Oh, okay, good. I'm I could I can now purge that from my memory. No, and again, Todd, you have fun with Adam sitting at his house at his palatial estates, watching his <laughs> Ring of Honor on his HD net that he has to go and fiddle with an antenna to get it to come in. 
because it's not on real cable for some reason. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's on some ungodly hour. And you see the Young Bucks and Cody and Hangman Page and Martin Scroll and all these guys throwing their super kicks. And you see these guys like, oh, man, look at those super kicks. And then you go watch someone like Chris Adams who's like, Fuck you, I'm just gonna kick your head off with this. Like, he was like looking to kill people. Mostly because he was drunk and build up at the time. Unrelated to the fact that his super kicks look legit. And the, the uh, young bucks uh, are doing this guy. Here, listen, here, I'm gonna. I, how many super kicks am I throwing here? Oh, I just super kicked three guys. Oh my goodness. Oh, I just slapped wow. my thigh. I don't know if you heard that. We heard it's that. Not we heard don't expose the business here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the show's going to be. There's going to be some. There's going to be a thin veil pulled over the business. <laughs> You're going to be able to see some of it. It's going to be like a peep show. I'm going to have to <laughs> tread lightly with some remarks that I make. Uh, I've done a lot of thinking over the last like two or three days of some of the stuff that we're going to discuss and how far I'm going to go in on other things. Speaking of which, there was the all-in pay-per-view this past weekend, wasn't there? Ah, uh, yes, there was. And I know I, I worked really hard, as I said earlier, to get Todd to watch it. He would not break, though, best as I tried. And yeah. let me ask you a question. Oh. Was there, as you said, a Bernard the Business Bear appearance? There wasn't. So, so sadly, then, yeah. who wins this round? But I could have shown you some Bernard footage to make up for it. So He could have superimposed it and just said, hey, this is all in. You, would have known, you wouldn't have known the difference, Todd. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're not going to review the whole show, of course, because I, I do have to admit, I did not watch the entire show. Uh, there's certain things... Gasp. That, there's certain things that trigger me that I'm, I, I purposely don't want, allow myself to watch. Um, but, Adam, you are, I think, an avid watcher of Being the Elite. Uh, you know what? I mean, I am not. Oh I have my caught some episodes here and there, and I feel like if I gave myself the time, I would watch more. Mm-hmm. But uh, the very little I've seen, I've enjoyed. Okay. But I've only seen maybe eight episodes, ten episodes at the most. Mm-hmm. That uh, ruins your segue there. Well, no, but you <laughs> you are more in tune or in touch with whatever, like, the Bucks and Cody and all their whole behind-the-scenes scheme and gimmick and all their nonsense is, right? I'm definitely their target audience, if you could say it that way. Right. Okay. I am not their target audience. No. I am the farthest thing from their target audience. And I'm going to, again, like I said, I'm not going to go crazy on some of my remarks because I think uh, listening to other wrestling podcasts, I think I'm like, all right, I've gotten most of this out of my system by listening to other people say it. But overall, I thought it was an enjoyable show. And I would recommend it to any wrestling fan out there, whether you're, you love the WWE, you hate the WWE, you don't care about the WWE, you like indie wrestling, you don't watch Being the Elite, you watch Being the Elite. I think for the most part, you're going to enjoy this show. I definitely think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I definitely think that, like, if you are a casual fan, mm-hmm. watching a lot of these guys for the first time, and especially me, half the guys in that show I've never seen wrestle before. I've never seen uh, Joey Janela wrestle. I've never seen most of the people in the Battle Royal wrestle before. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, an exposure for me. Uh, but I think your casual fan would enjoy the, the wrestling and some of the gimmicks. Right. Now, while I do say it's an enjoyable show... 
I could certainly nitpick the show to death. And oh, yeah. I'm really going to try not to do that. Um, my biggest problem with the show is, and I, I don't know how much you follow all the internet nonsense with wrestling and all that sort of stuff. Um, as you you may or may not be aware, they had to be done by a certain time. So the main event yeah. only got like 12 minutes when it was scheduled for like 45 minutes or whatever the hell it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so even outside of that, in my days, and especially more recently, like I'd say within the last like three to four years, whenever I'm on a show and I go in the back and I see the lineup, right? And again, this is not too business exposy, but again, we're talking about it, right? They're talking, they, they expose the business all the time on their stuff. So what the hell? Yeah. And I see the matches, the lineups, like there's the card order, here's where intermission's going to be, here's this, here's that, here's doing commentary, here's the referee assistance, and here's how much time every match gets, right? And mm-hmm. every time, it never fails. For the last three to four years, every single show that I'm on, I'm like, that should be three minutes less, that should be five minutes less, that should be five minutes less. The person who puts together the card is like, oh, we want to give them enough time. As a promoter, as a person who's putting your show together, you need to have in your head that the people that you're giving these match times to are invariably going to go over. So if you automatically give them less time, and they go over the fake time that you gave them, they're still going to be within the time frame that you secretly have in your head. And a lot of the matches on All In went way over time. Yeah, one of the things you can hear on several matches, especially oh. uh, the Okada match and uh, uh, definitely during the main event, is you can audibly hear several people yelling, go home, go home, finish up, like whatever. Yep. You can hear it from the, uh, like, right off the hard camera. They were basically shouting it. Right. But that's it. That is, and again, it's the first time that the Bucks and Cody or whoever was actually putting the show together was putting a show like this together. Um, you know, the the free thing, the zero hour thing on, you know, the pre-show or whatever was its own separate thing. The actual main pay-per-view thing, whatever that lineup was, everybody should just have like five minutes cut off their match times. So that if they hit, then you get to that main event and that's the match that has the time that it needs, right? Mm-hmm. What was you, now you mentioned about people that you were unfamiliar with, people that you saw for the first time. Uh, what was your favorite match of the whole thing? Uh, that's, that's tough. Honestly, uh, Okada versus Skrull was a great match. Uh, and Hangman Page against, was it Joey Janela? Yes, it was. I loved everything about that, but you're not going to believe me when I say this. Everything except for the Joey Ryan stuff. Now, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Okay. Um, again, I have to tread lightly because there are guys that I know and I'm friends with. So I don't want to, you know, go too far into whatever it is. Uh, about them, I I feel bad that you know. And again, at the end of the day, I know Joey's not going to care. He had a huge opportunity, a huge show, where essentially his match, where he almost dies, is a setup for what happened afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite match in the show was Cody versus Nick Aldis. I think the thing that hurt me on that, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it, was the overly long Cody being out of commission. That I don't mind, because that's okay. like kind of really old school. And for me, that was the match that had the most like old school wrestling story to it. Mm-hmm. And you have the corner men, and you have them paying 
homage to their their personal histories with the title and their personal histories in wrestling and who they have in their corner. And, you know, Cody, I think that was the only match that had blood on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he stuck his head under the table for a while to make that happen. Get so. that camera out of there. What the <laughs> hell is he doing under there? Oh, they botched that. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, was it DDP that came out to check on him and kind of like lifted him up and he was, wasn't bleeding yet? You know, and then he stuck his head back down under the table and then came back out like bleeding like to look like his father, I guess, with the blonde hair and the blood. Uh, right. Somebody online and this, I would not, I would not be uh, agreeable to this, but you know, typically when somebody comes out wearing more white than they typically do for a match mm-hmm. or an angle, you can kind of tell that they're going to get busted open. Somebody said that Cody wasn't wearing enough white on his gear that he should have bled on his dog <laughs> <laughs> to really get over the impact of what this match was. Uh, Cody's dog yeah. is Pharaoh, who is this, what, white husky? Yeah, he claims it's like a wolf, a half-wolf. Right, who was part of his entourage to come to the ring with him for the match, which included his and the- strength and conditioning coach, Tommy Dreamer, Diamond Dallas Page, and uh, Glacier. And that's another thing. It, they wanted to treat this match like it had this big match title fight, kind of like a UFC right. you know, boxing fight. Uh, and I can understand that that's why they did not bring out the business there, but they bring out the dog. So that kind of... Uh, you know, counteracts that. I don't that that bugs me. See, to me, you know, I I love the dog coming out because the dog is more real. Now, if they did <laughs> spots with the dog, that's another story. Because if what we've if the learned dog anything from the infamous Al Snow Big Boss Man Kennel from Hell match, mm. dogs interacting with the wrestling does not mix. If you want to come down to the ring with an animal, like Cody did here, or the time Scott Steiner WCW came down to the ring with a tiger, you know, things like that that's fine. But once it's involved in the actual bell to bell, you know, contest, I'm out. You're just sad that he wasn't revealed to be Kenny Omega underneath oh, the dog imagine mask. Imagine that, you know? Kenny Omega. The dog pulls off his mask, and Kenny <laughs> is some sort of bizarre dog human hybrid. Oh. Uh, but yes. I'm going to say this to you, Adam. The next time that Todd is over your house. Okay. Make him watch the post-match segment of the Adam Page-Joey Janela match. <laughs> just have him watch that, okay? You don't want to set it up no, at no, all no, no, no. cold? Don't set up anything. Just have him watch it. Okay. Because I want Todd's legitimate reaction to that, whether it's on this podcast or not. Whether Todd tweets about it or whatever it is. How long is that segment? Like maybe like seven to ten minutes? Yeah, if that. Right. So, Todd, that's seven to ten minutes of life that I'm asking you to sacrifice to the, the betterment of professional wrestling. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm just waking up. Um. <laughs> ah, good. That's an agreement. He said sorry. So that's that's a tacit agreement that he's going to watch the post-match segment there. Oh, oh I guess I have to watch something. I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. I was dozing off there for a second. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch hold- seven to ten minutes of some piece of garbage. <laughs> I'll just hold hostage something that he actually wants to watch and be like, you can't watch that until you're watching this. Yeah, it's the dessert before the vegetables, <laughs> right? Perfect. Yeah. So was there anything yeah. else you wanted to say about All In? Because um, like I said, I you know, I could sit here. I have a million horrible things that I could say about it, but I don't want to. You know, there's no reason for me to be negative about it, whether I like the Bucks or not. And they're the only problem that I have with it just because of my personal history with them. But... 
I mean, honestly, overall, uh, as somebody who, like we said before, was their target our target audience, mm-hmm. um, I came out of the show a little bit underwhelmed, which uh, is pretty much the opposite of what everybody is saying. Uh, I think that there were great matches on the show, but I kind of, I don't know, I expected uh, to enjoy it more. And I don't know if it was uh, the four-plus-hour runtime or the thing that I didn't like at the end of the the Cody match, I'm sorry, not the Cody match, the uh, Hangman Page match, or just the fact that the Bucks weren't given much time at the end because of the overrun. But uh, there's a few things I liked about the show, um, but overall it was kind of a meh for me. Is that, that's crazy to hear because, like, I, for, you know, I would give the show, if we're talking like a letter grade, I would give it like a B plus. Yeah, I'd probably say like a, a C plus to a B minus. Wow, I'm shocked yeah. at that. Yeah. Solid I don't know how much F. of it is. I don't know how much of it is just the business bear. Now I'm just, oh. but I'm kidding. No, uh, honestly, I expected uh, Stephen Amell, believe it or not, to to look a little bit better in the <laughs> ring. Uh, <laughs> I had high hopes for him. Oh you know, my uh, But uh, I think part of it was knowing that whenever you have these kind of interpromotional pay per views, that uh, for the most part, like you're not going to see the Ring of Honor titles change hands on an all in, you know, so you kind of know where things are going with everything. Uh, you're not going to see Okada lose, you know, when he's borrowed from New Japan. Right. You know, they're saving stuff for the home promotions. So it was kind of a little bit of predictability, a little bit of the uh, uh, just the the, the, t- the match timing. It just overall, like, it was a great show. But I don't know. I went into it as like this diehard, you know, Bullet Club fan who just kind of, through no fault of theirs, was just so underwhelmed a bit. Now, I'll say this. It's not going to make me go out and buy Bullet Club merchandise, but mm. how many Bullet Club shirts do you own, legit? Uh, well, if it's if it's the, like the Skull variant Bullet Club, anything, or are you talking anything about... Anything that's like, tangentially related to okay. Bullet Clubs. But would you say, like, my shirt that says, like, Super Kick, Super Kick, Super Kicks, is that a Bullet Club shirt? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, maybe like ten. Wow. Now, like I'm I, trying to think right now. Go ahead. Tom. I have a quick question. Oh, that, that shirt that says "Super Kick" three times. Yes. Does that shirt count as one shirt or three <laughs> shirts? <laughs> it's one shirt. Okay. <sighs> Second question in your Bullet Club like collection. Do you have uh, a Vigilante Club shirt maybe. like Stephen Amell? <laughs> maybe. Okay. See, no, listen, no shame here. No shame yeah, here. Listen, I may not be a Bullet Club gl- guy or whatever it is, but I'm sure I've got embarrassing wrestling shirts that I'm done being embarrassed about the shit that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've liked wrestling more years than I've, you know, all more years than most people have been alive, right? I, I, and I agree. I'm a comic fan. One of my Biggest famous favorite things that I have is I have a piece of Captain Carrot original art. Like, just never be ashamed of what you love unless it's like really like sleazy. Then you're good. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and there's ways that you can kind of incorporate that into your actual life. And... Right. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Just embrace it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I... Embrace your vigilante club shirt. Yes. Embrace your um. I don't know. Whatever. I'm trying to think. What is is the is the is the vigilante club the one that you're most ashamed of, or what's the bullet club no, shirt you're most ashamed? I, I'm of? not I'm not ashamed of the vigilante club shirt at all. I was just kind oh, of okay. teasing that. Uh, honestly, that's probably one of my favorites because I am a huge fan of the TV show Arrow, uh, as Todd will tell you. Yep. But uh, 
Honestly, I'm not ashamed of any of the Bullet Club shirts. Uh, I mean, I probably have them. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, you guys might be, but uh, <laughs> I have. <laughs> I think I'm, I have like an AJ Styles Bullet Club shirt, which is cool because they don't make them anymore. Right. Uh, Kenny Omega, Cody, uh, Bucks, and uh, I think that's yeah. Oh, a Villain Club, Vigilante Club. So uh, I have those are pretty much those, and then I might have like you said some tangentially. Uh, like I'm currently wearing a random AJ Styles shirt, which is a WWE shirt. Oh, so see, I don't know if acceptable. that's technically associated. Right. Any any WWE merchandise is, is okay for me because I'm dyed in the wool. WWE, they're the best. Everybody else is terrible, <laughs> or not. You know, WWE does a lot wrong more times than not. But it's the it's the it's the little it's the little glimpses, it's the little bits that I could pull out from WWE that really make me happy. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, and we're going to wrap this up and we're going to explain how the show, you're going to be able to find the show, uh, going forward, but any Daniel Bryan stuff? I don't own, I don't own a thing. (laughs) No, I don't mean like merchandise wise. I mean like as bad as WWE is, it's like, Hey, was Daniel Bryan on TV this week? I'm okay then. Like there was five hours of garbage and there was 20 minutes of a Daniel Bryan segment. I'm okay. The 20 minutes for the other five hours of bad stuff, you know? I think I'm that way with Alexa Bliss, but that's for a whole different reason. <laughs> oh, now, did you see? Did you see? The Doctor and me? Did you see? They announced the Mixed Match Challenge 2 is back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Some I've never teams, seen a second. Some new teams. Wait, did you say you never watched Mixed Match Challenge? I've never watched a, a, even a minute of it. Okay. Just like I, I gave the assignment... For you to give Todd to watch the post uh, Adam Page Joey Janela segment, you have to go and watch any mix match challenge match that features the team of Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. Okay, Spe- I, you know what? I'll do that. Specifically, their promos. Well, you know what? They did show a lot of the promos on Raw, so like I saw a lot of promos for the mix match challenge. Uh, plus, following. Not in a stalker way, but following Alexa Bliss on like the social media, <laughs> I have seen several of those promos as well. Okay. I've just never actually seen any of the matches. You're okay. <laughs> You're okay with the matches. Like the the best matches were the um the the Miz and Asuka matches. Mm-hmm. Just because I nobody nobody is a better chicken shit heel in WWE than the Miz. And, like, here's Asuka, like, in the midst of her undefeated streak, and Miz is a bitch, and he's running away, and Asuka's worried because if Miz loses, then technically she uses, and I love that sort of dynamic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the the Alexa Bliss, uh, Braun Strowman stuff was fantastic, and they're together as a team in Mixed Match Challenge again, so I'm very excited for their uh, continued interplay as the, months come, the weeks and months come on. I will check out some matches. I will commit to doing my homework, just like uh, I will commit to making Todd watch uh, the aftermath of Hangman Page Janela. Yay! Well, I, I'm sorry, I, I dozed off <laughs> again there for a second. Don't but, worry uh, about it. Don't worry about it. Well, you, you'll get it. Right, and but but it won't be this week because you have important stuff to do this week. I, I don't know I what have, it is, but I have importer exporter work to do next Sunday night. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. There's not a World Wrestling Entertainment pay per view, so I don't know what goes on Sunday nights. That's my kayfabe job. Oh, 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 what the hell was it that I just heard today on one of my po- my goddamn podcasts? Uh, in the 20s, 
then they couldn't say gigolo and they couldn't call people gigolos in the newspaper. So they would call them lounge lizards or dance pirates. <laughs> oh. Is that what you're doing? You're being a dance pirate? Uh, no comment. All right. <laughs> so if you're hearing this, it's more likely the fact that you are an avid listener of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Or you got this a day early because you have somehow found the uh, At Odds with Wrestling featuring Joe and Adam RSS feed. Now, I don't know if it's going to be on iTunes or any of your podcatchers or anything else like that, but if you head over to longboxheroes.com, uh, you'll be able to get After Dark a day early, and it's kind of, it's not going to be in the After Dark feed, it's going to be on the At Odds with Wrestling feed. That's my tricky way to try to get people to subscribe to that. I'm very confused, but as long as you understand. I, you know, it, <laughs> makes, it makes sense to me. Uh, I don't have right. show art yet, so I can't submit it to iTunes or any of the podcatcher type things until I have show art. I'm waiting on the show art to come in, but uh, you're getting After Dark a day early. All you got to do is subscribe to the wrestling feed on uh, longboxheroes.com. All I heard was you need shart. I don't right. know what that is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, Adam, uh, where can people find you on social media, or where would you like find you on social media? <laughs> you want them to find you on social media? Uh, well, you could take a look at uh, my Twitter, which uh, has, as of right now, I believe twenty something followers. So I'm wow. kind of a big deal. Uh, that is at the man Adam Van. Uh, we also have a Twitter for the new show, which is at meaning the the at symbol uh, Odds Wrestling. So at Odds Wrestling, check us out there. There will be stuff there eventually. Right. And we'll see, you know, what the show schedule is going to work uh, work like. You know, Adam and I are actually recording something for the main, you know, for the, the first episode of the real show uh, tomorrow. And we'll see how that goes. And then we'll see when that gets released. It's all contingent on me getting some sort of show art. And I'm working on it. I'm working on something. Mm. You should uh, you should call you should call the English woman to get you some art. That's what you need. <laughs> I can talk mm. to her when I see her. There you go. All right. We'll see. I've I've already been shot down in one. Uh, my my go to shot me down. I've gone to my backup who's volunteered. If they don't get back in touch with me when I see the uh, the the calmly British lass, I'll ask her. <laughs> there you go. All right. And I have a quick question about the show. All right. Is are you are you going to be able to curse on there? Or? Uh, let's say yes. Okay. Yay. I, I'm going to do my best not to curse, but it's not like I'm going to purposely say, ah, oh, Jiminy Cricket, you know, some shit like that. You know, if a curse comes out, a curse comes out. It is what it is. All right. Now you're playing Adam's strengths. All right, God. <laughs> I'm unleashed now. 